0: Hey everyone, welcome to Postgrad Coffee Chat, the podcast where we discuss, inspire and prepare you for your postgraduate lives. I'm Michelle and I'm Tanya. For this episode, we are excited to reward all of our loyal listeners with a lucky draw for a digital marketing course worth four thousand ringgit for free. Instructions on how to participate will be revealed at the end, so be sure to listen all the way through for the details.
1: Michelle, I wanted to ask you today, which network line have you been using lately?
0: So for me, I've been switching around for quite a bit, to be very honest with you. I mean, I tend to go for Rich Travel Telco that offers the best packages for my usage since I get to keep my original number. It's really hassle-free, you know?
1: Yeah, since I came to Malaysia, I kind of stuck to Maxis and I'm good. So as an intro, we wanted to welcome today Maxis, head of business development for consumer business. Mr. Alex Yong. Welcome, Alex, to our coffee chat today. How are you doing?
2: Hey, hi. Hi, Tatiana. Hi, Michelle. And hi, everyone. And for the record, I think, Tatiana, you've made the right decision in continuing with Maxis (laughs) as the best 4G mobile LTE network provider in Malaysia.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we're moving to 5G already, right, Alex? Soon,
2: (laughs) soon
1: okay guys alex i have prepared some questions for you today would be so interested to listen to your insight okay so um let's start with the first one uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and um, um how long you have been working in maxis and just a little bit of introduction
2: sure maybe a bit of myself i'm in my early 40s <laughs> married with three kids mm-hmm. My eldest is turning 16 next month, while my youngest turns 11 next week on the 11th of November, 11 11.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. And he turns 11. And she wow. turns
2: 11, correct. <laughs>
0: Are you guys going to throw like, a huge celebration for him.
2: Oh, we're going to do a short getaway uh, oh, now nice. that, since we travel interstate really, so we're going to do a yeah. short family trip. So to Tatiana, you're asking uh, how long I've been with Maxis. Uh, I've been with Maxis now slightly over four years. Uh, And as you mentioned, I'm the head of business development for the consumer division. So my remit there, very simply put, is to drive new value creation beyond just core telco connectivity. What that basically means is I examine opportunities for a telco to foray into adjacent lines of businesses from media, entertainment, gaming, fintech, edutech, health tech. And I guess maybe one interesting piece about me is that, uh, interestingly, I I majored in graphic design, but I found my passion and calling in marketing and business development. (laughs) It
0: happens sometimes, yeah.
1: Oh, that's great. Uh, And then we wanted to know about what is your journey of your career, I would say. What is the story behind how you got uh, to where you are right now in terms of your career?
2: I spent a good 12 years of my formative career in advertising, actually. So, graphic design, I came out. I wanted to be a copywriter, but I ended up in account management or client management. And I liked what I was doing there. So, spent a good 12 years there. And my kids were very young then. So, so the, the late nights weren't helping Really, I felt that I needed a transition. So I moved over to the client marketing role. I joined Nippon as the head of marketing there. Spent about good four years. Actually, retrospectively looking back at it right now. So I left advertising because of the late nights and all that. And I ended up in a client marketing role where I was running a regional remit of seven countries, including Malaysia. So I was spending a good deal of time traveling outside the country rather than being at home <laughs> so after four years or so i decided okay enough is enough my kids were only seeing me in country about one week every month and that's why happened. maxis came calling they were looking for someone to come and drive this new unit right because it's a it's a new startup so it sounded like an interesting challenge okay i've been.
1: this is like a fresh new start i wanted to ask another question it seems like you have been working on different projects before and had a lot of experience. What was the hardest decision you have made or some kind of risk that you have taken?
2: I think on the personal front, I like to think that, yes, gradually over time, and I guess maybe it's also a function of age, right? You start to be more conscious, you start to think about family, right? Of course, in the early days, it was always work, work, work. But after a while, you start questioning like, what are you looking at exactly in life? Without being philosophical, right? you, you start thinking about what the, the, the meaning of life, family, and all that. Right? But I wouldn't say that that's the hardest decision. I, I think that that is just a function of you, you come to your senses. <laughs> I guess the, the hardest challenge is always how do you sell your stakeholders a future state? With innovation, you're operating in a very ambiguous space. And in most organizations, always it's very simple, right? When you build your business case, then they ask you, is there past precedence? Where have we seen this before, right? But then here you are transporting the future. And you're saying that in three, five years, uh, I think this is going to come up or we need to be guarded against this, right? And I think that, that will always be the hardest challenge uh, because as the saying goes, right, in every organization, right, why fix a wheel when it's not broken?
1: This has have been like a hard way, I think, to make the, the first uh, pathway for others to follow, I think this could be a big challenge. Uh, the next question for you, Adex. Um, if you were not a head of business development in telecommunication company, what career would you like to explore?
2: So I, I've always gravitated towards the kind of creating and kind of business innovation. Right? So I've gravitated towards more strategic roles. If you ask me, I would say that uh, some kind of strategic consultancy I think that's where my strengths are. And I I really, really like that space. Like really about, you talk about how do you future-proof yourself? How do you look at future opportunities? If not, otherwise I would love to be the ball boy at Old Trafford in Manchester United.
0: (laughs) That's a good answer. (laughs) Oh my God. I mean, Alex, with your, with your capabilities, I'm pretty sure that, you know, you'll be able to reach your consultancy, uh, in one day, like, you know, one way or another, when you reach certain life stage, there are certain priorities that changes and everything. So in your opinion, what kind of qualities are lacking among, uh, today's leader?
2: I think leaders need to be more empathetic today. Initially it was the Gen Z, then your millennials, I say, but, but, I, I don't think so. It's a function of not just millennial workforce, right? but I, I just think it's a function that uh, we came previously from operating model of carrots and sticks, right? Uh, you said that you compensate, I give you a bonus, you should be happy. If you don't deliver, then there are certain penalties. But I think today the operating landscape is very different, right? That today you you got a very conscious a very awakened workforce where there is actually the intrinsic motivation can be a very strong incentive even beyond rewards ownership giving just that autonomy that ownership right and that's where i feel that the empathetic leader needs to come in like that i think leaders today don't spend enough time trying to understand their team and their stakeholders uh, where I feel that if uh, you want to actually spend time examining there right, and learning and understanding who your colleague is and by who your colleague is, is that there, there are a few ways you can look at it other than just understanding their family background and all that. right? But it's also understanding how their behavioural traits, their leadership traits, how do they respond to that and tailoring your leadership style to your team rather than command and control type. I'm the boss because you are my team. You report in to me. I'm in charge of your year-end performance appraisal. So you need to listen to me. I don't think so. It, it works that way anymore. If you ask me, I think that that is for me the single most important of to differentiate what a leader needs to be today.
0: Mm, totally agree with you in terms of having empathetic in leaders. So you were also saying that you actually benefited quite a bit from your MBA program. So we wanted to understand how has taking this MBA contributed to your personal
2: growth? I think for most of us, typically we start our careers in what I call a very siloed or specialized function. And as we progress upwards, we start seeing and learning about the wider organization and the different functions at play, right? Of course, as a function of that, our repertoire of tools start to expand. We pick up tools like SWOT, Pestel, Porter's 5, risk-based analysis and all that, right? And I think for me, throughout this journey and accumulation of tools, right, but what is missing is one still does not see the bigger picture of how everything is interrelated. You just see it as part and parcel of completing the task at hand or as an expectation that needs to be met, right? But eventually, we end up in a leadership role where the bigger picture matters because you are now tasked to guide the fundamental steering of the organization. And this is where I feel the MBA makes the difference, right? So right now, we are going through managing organizational health. We talk about performance management and measurement. With an MBA, you truly understand the significance of absolutely getting your performance management framework and measurement framework absolutely right. From strategy to its actual implementation, you need to take its time, you need to really think through and all that. As opposed to it just being deployed as a simple tool for monitoring. And that's where I feel that that's the difference that the MBA has contributed. That you now get that bigger picture. You you see how everything comes together. It's not that you're not aware of all these tools, right? But the deeper understanding of that there is a reason why this tool was designed as such. It's not because your boss tells you that you have to run a sword or a pestle. So I think that's the difference for me like, in terms of personal growth.
0: Having the tool is one thing. Knowing and understanding kind of impact it will have on the company is another thing as well. So yeah, that's, that's very important. So uh, we also wanted to understand, you know, what are your success habits? Do you have like any special habits that makes you who you are today that you can share with your audience? Or some tips maybe you can share?
2: For me, I think the first and foremost is one thing I've learned in my career is this runs against popular Asian culture is that really never fear to voice your opinions so that there's really no regrets.
1: That's our culture. That's my culture.
2: Yeah, yeah. Because rather than you keep it pent up, what harm can it do to you? Just speak your mind. And it doesn't mean that it gives you the right to put people down or be rude, right? But you're just voicing your opinion and to the audiences, I'm not here to rock the boat, right? But I've just got a differing view. And then we can debate from there. And I find that you go home, you sleep more comfortably, you're an open book to a certain degree because then your audience also knows that this person is authentic as well. There there is no hidden agendas, right? So actually in in Amexis, we've got a training program, a cultural program, right? That one of the tenets of it is to turn every complaint into a request. And if you think about it, right, the simplicity of it, right, that actually underlying every complaint, right, is a request. But it's only that then you, it ends up coming across as a complaint. And uh, when, when you think about it, a lot of times, right, let's say I've got something that I wanted to say to Michelle, but I didn't voice it out. I end up complaining, but I end up complaining to Tatiana. Does it solve my issue? No, it doesn't. <laughs> right. When all I could have just gone to is like, Michelle, I've got a request. What's the worst that could happen? Michelle, we just say that I disagree. No, but you have your answer. Right, so that's that's one that I guess another one would be as you climb, your real value in an organization is in asking the right questions. You need to learn to operate above the operational level, right? To don't get caught up with the execution. A lot of times, a lot of people move into manager roles, right? But they're still operating with the mindset of an executive. Then you feel very tired. You feel burnout. out. The reality is when you move up, right, you need to take on a more leadership role, the bigger picture role, right? Yeah. And your real value is really asking your team the right questions, to steer them, to guide them, to coach them, not to do the work on their behalf.
0: <laughs> yeah, or do everything yourself. It's like, I, I do faster, I do myself <clears> faster. And then before you know it, you, you'll be so loaded up with so many things. Yeah, the art of delegation is really one thing, you know?
2: Mm. Agreed. Correct. It's not
0: easy. It's not easy to put trust on people that is below you and to, you know, have the trust on them that they will do the things, although not as perfectly as you do, but at least they will learn, you know, learn something from you and not just hold back the kind of knowledge that you have for yourself.
2: Exactly. Exactly. That's the that's where you need to really be able to be let go of that. Because a lot of us try to create mirror images of ourselves. <laughs> right, but but that's that's what, to my earlier point about you need to recognize your your team, the different stakeholders, the different characteristics, right? Uh, and their strengths. Huh? Less looking on the weaknesses, right? But you say that why look at weaknesses when you can focus on everyone has a strength to bring to the table.
0: Alright Alex, thank you so much for your time and that's all for today's episode of 4 Square Coffee Chat Thank you Alex so much
2: Most welcome, thank you for having me
0: And as
1: promised, we have a special lucky draw just for you Just comment digital marketing in the comment section of our social media post and be on your way to win a digital marketing course worth four thousand ringgit. We will announce the winner in the next episode on the 20th November So stay tuned to find out if you are the winner luck
0: we hope that you have enjoyed today's discussion do remember to follow our channel so that you wouldn't miss out on all the upcoming episodes and we'll talk to you soon Bye. bye